Welcome to NRL.com's preview podcast, looking ahead to round 13 of the Telstra Premiership, the first of the split rounds, the buy rounds this year. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined by NRL.com crack reporter, as always, Alicia Newton. Alicia, thank you for being here. Not a problem at all, CK. Always good to be here. Halfway through, halfway through the year now. Yeah, season, round 13. Yeah. Origin Flying. is... Flying. Upon us, I'm sure we'll have a little bit of a chat about that uh, as well as the uh, the four uh, round games. Uh, before we get into that, I uh, I was joined by Luke Garner a little bit earlier from the West Tigers for our preview podcast. Look ahead to their uh, game against the Panthers at Leichhardt Oval. So uh, we'll take a quick listen to that. I am with Luke Garner from the West Tigers. We are at Leichhardt Oval where training is about to get underway. Uh, Luke, two wins in the last three and I think three in the last five. Haven't quite uh, put those back-to-back wins together, but it's been a bit of an uptick in form for the club recently. Yeah, you're right, Chris. Um, you, like you said, we, we haven't strung a couple of wins together, so that's that's our focus for this week is um, getting back-to-back wins. We haven't done that for a long time. So, um, you know, that's, that's our goal this weekend. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll be looking to do that. Obviously, up against Penrith, they're the, the runaway ladder leaders, but missing, I think, eight regular first graders. Um, their reserve grade sides you know, only lost, I think, one game all year as well, so you know that there's still plenty of good players out there. Yeah, you're right. They Like, like you said, I think the whole club's only won, uh, sorry, lost one game all year. Um, yeah, they're, they're a quality club, and um, you know they got good juniors and, and, and um, you know some young players coming through. So um, you know we're aware that, that they've got a lot of depth and they're going to be a tough side this weekend. Um, so we're ready for that. Have you have you talked about the the team at all? The the fact they are changed. You know, there's no Cleary and Luai, but you know Burton and Tyron May in the halves. Like we said, there's good replacements to come in for the players that are out, but they're a different team with different combinations from what you watch week to week. Yeah, you're right. But the, you know, they're they're all good um, individual players, and and they put it well together in the team. So um, you know, they're still a good team. Like I said, they they've got plenty of depth, and um, you know, they're a good quality side, good coaching, and and whatnot. So. Um, yeah, obviously they're coming first, so it's, it's a good test for us. And your own sort of time on field, you're up against uh, Big Billy Kikau, looking forward to, to resuming hostilities out there? Um, I think he's actually on the other side, so uh, it, it'll be either Luciano, um, it might be Luciano, depending on how he goes to judiciary, but um, you know we're aware how, how good um, Billy Army is, so um, we're ready for that, and um, yeah, we look to uh, nullify his his impact in the game what's the I guess the mood like been uh, amongst the team after you're able to fight away from that sort of slow start to the year like I said three wins out of the, the last five we've seen you know Moses Embai come into the halves which pushes Dewey out wider his, his attacking form's been just as good and then sort of seems to have freed Brooksy up a little bit as well yeah you're right you, like, uh, um, yeah I guess our mood's probably been a bit of a roller coaster this year you know we, we've been a bit up and down all year which which our moods sort of tend to do the same thing especially mine but um yeah, like like I said before, getting a couple of wins together um, is our plan, and, and that goes a long way to improving that mood. Um, Joffa obviously into the uh, the Queensland Origin camp. I assume the boys are all pretty happy for him to, to get back onto the Origin stage. Yeah, very stoked for Joffa. He's a um, exceptional player and, and a good fella too. So um, yeah, very proud of him, and, and I know all my teammates are. And um, you know, it's good to see him sort of um, you know hit some good form and and then find his way back into that team. And your own form been pretty good of late. There's obviously plenty of back rowers at this club. We've seen, you know, Sean Bloor come back from injury uh, on the bench. You know, Tom Amone is probably more of a middle, but he's had a, a chance of late. So there's you know, plenty of good forwards jostling for, for spots at the moment. Yeah, you're right. There's, there's a lot of good quality, um, you know, back rowers and forwards here at the club. So it's a, um, it's a good test for me um, each and every week to, to fight for my position. So um, that's what I'll be doing again tonight. And um, 
you know, hopefully Madge picks me in, in an hour's time when the team lists her out. <laughs> well, as, as people are listening to this, I'm sure they're going to find out that you're uh, already named in the team. It's a um, obviously a big challenge against Penrith um, this week, but all the best for it. And thanks for joining us on the NRL.com preview podcast. Thanks, Ace. Cheers. So that was Luke Garner from the West Tigers. I'm back with Alicia Newton. Before we talk a little bit more about the Tigers game, we'll get into Thursday night footy, which happens at Cogra, the Dragons hosting the Broncos. Um, form line on this one what are you what are you looking forward to yeah i mean the dragons have got a couple of outs through you know Tarek sims billy burns Tarek obviously caught up for origin but um you look at the ins um matt dufty's back it's a massive massive in for them um jack DeBellin obviously makes his return after his 40 minutes in, in reserve grade last week um and even ravalawa there um you know adds plenty of punch coming um back from the backfield so um yeah it should be a good game i think you know, the Dragons have started the season really well and they've just sort of undid all that now, sorry, undone all that now and, and have, um, I guess they got to just get back on, on track and, and get their season, you know, turned around. I think now that the DeBellin case is, um, has been finalised, you know, the, the focus can definitely shift back to footy now for, for everyone involved. And, um, yeah, I'm expecting a really big performance against, uh, against the Broncos this week. What do you make? I mean, I didn't see Envy's game in reserve grey, but I'm told he looked pretty good and then was probably gassed a bit early, so maybe a bit short of a gallop, but um, I guess we, we all know what he can do. Yeah, from all reports, he's been training really well, obviously, as well. You know, a couple of years out of the game, um, but his fitness has, has never really wavered. So um, I think that 40 minutes, uh, as you um, as you say as well, I didn't see much of it, but, um, you know, from all reports, he, he played, you know, pretty well and, and looked pretty fit. So it'd be... He's, you know, fitness has never been a bad thing with him. Um, so be, I think he'll sort of slot in and off the interchange bench. If he plays another 40, um, he'll only be better for the run. If you told me back in round one that the Dragons would be going into round 13 with Braden Williami and Jared Beal in the centres, I don't think I'd have believed that one. But we've also got uh, Jack Bird in the back row. What do you make of all that? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the back row has been the, the biggest sort of weakness for the Dragons you know, since this season, since Tyson Purcell left, um, they've obviously had um, Tyrell Fumiono there and he's been suspended. Josh Maguire played more of a lock, but um, they're very light on. I think, you know, if they're going to go to the market this year, they they need to probably get a couple more back rowers. So, um, yeah, I mean, Jack Bird's been back a while now. His knee, speaking to him a couple of weeks ago, he's, he's uh, you know, feeling better than ever with with his legs. So, um, yeah, I don't think moving him in one more position will hurt too much. Um, I expect him to, to play pretty well there. I mean, all the talk through the preseason was he was going to play there and then it never really looked like it was actually going to eventuate and he started the season in the centres. It looks like his form's been strong. I've been quite impressed with him. His effort's been consistently really high. He's getting through plenty of metres. He's, you know, one of those guys who's quite hard to bring down. He generally breaks a lot of tackles and, and we all know his defence is certainly um, one of his strong points as well. So, I mean, a guy that's been mooted as a potential back rower for a lot of his career, I guess we uh, we get a, a proper look at it this weekend. You know, I think, I don't know if Tavita Pangai Jr. is on his edge, but that's a pretty big test in itself. If mm. not, he's got Alex Glenn there to uh, to come up against. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jack Bird, you know, four or five years ago, he was, he was playing State of Origin. We know he's got that big game experience winning a premiership with Cronulla. Um, and he just loves the contest. He's one of those competitors that, you you know, you throw him in any position. We've obviously seen him play fullback even at the Broncos and, um, you know, he gives 110%. He's just had a really bad run of injuries, but it's just great that he's been able to string a lot of games together to start the year and hopefully, uh, yeah, who knows, this might be a, 
bit of a permanent thing moving forward if he plays well. Yeah, certainly could be. Um, moving on to the Broncos, Xavier Coates and Payne Haas, both uh, into origin camps with the Maroons and Blues respectively. Anthony Milford dropped again, I think the third time this year uh, due to the return of Tyson Gamble from suspension. So it's a Gamble and Kelly uh, halves combination, which I think that's what it was when they had that they're, they're really good game against the uh, the Roosters. Uh, Selwyn Cobbo, highly rated youngster, comes in on the wing uh, for Xavier Coates as well. So a few changes for the Broncos. And Alex Glenn, like you already touched on, uh, back from a medium-term injury. Yeah, Selwyn Cobbo, there's been a few comparisons with uh, with Luttrell and, and Greg Inglis. I personally haven't seen him play at all. I don't know if you have, CK, but... Um, you know, from more reports, he sounds like an exciting prospect and one that they've just tied up as well for a couple more years. So after but losing... Tommy had a uh, next Greg Inglis in the NRL. <laughs> yeah. It's only been a couple of years since... Well, Latrell was probably the last one, you reckon? Yeah. Or... Yeah, I can know um, the next Greg Inglis and the next Latrell. We've still got the old Latrell <laughs> who's only 23 at the moment, who's already the next Greg Inglis himself. So. Two tri- uh, two-time premiership winner, Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, um, no, so I'm excited to see him play. And um, yeah, Albert Kelly, Tyson Gamble, they they, uh, they played pretty well a couple of weeks ago before Tyson was uh, suspended. So again, he's another one that just sort of competes on everything and mm. wears his heart on his sleeve. It reminds me a bit about Josh, Josh Reynolds, you know, same yeah. sort of thing. He's just competitive and and uh, and yeah, goes, goes sometimes, you know, past the line. But, um, you know, they're the sort of players you want to play alongside. So... Um, but yeah, I mean, the Broncos, a pretty tough loss against the Storm last week. But um, I think, too, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to Melbourne. They're just unstoppable mm. at the moment. So I'm expecting a much tighter contest in this one. Well, I mean, the Storm's been doing that pretty much every week and just scoring 40 plus points every game, regardless of who it is. So um, I wouldn't read too much into that for, from Brisbane's point of view. But I guess in terms of this one, um, who are you tipping? I went with the Dragons. Um, I think, you know, with Dufty back, um, that spine's back together again. And, um, you know, being being down in Sydney, I expect them to get the win. Yeah, probably uh, a bit the same for me. Uh, looking ahead to Leichhardt Oval on Friday night, Tigers up against the Panthers. We've already heard from Luke Garner. Obviously, the uh, the Panthers missing, I think it's eight regular first graders through origin and then the suspension to, to Moses Leota. Um, but... You know, obviously a strong form in reserve grade as well, a great system. And, you know, everyone who comes in seems to, you know, feel that the breach of the the ones who've gone out pretty admirably. I guess uh, Matt Burton and Tyro May in the halves is a, is a really big one for Penrith. Yeah, I went out to Penrith today and we're, we're having this conversation amongst each other. Like, I can't remember the last sort of debutante where you go, oh, you know, they were all right without being... You know, I'm not sure whether we'll see him back the following week or whatever, but like even Jermaine Hockwood, the, re- the recent debutant, you know, played pretty well. So it's just something about these Penrith debutants. They just come out and, and really fire. So I'm expecting some good things as well from um, from Isaac um, Tago and yeah. Lindsay Smith this week. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the halves, Matt Burton, Tyrone May, I have no doubts over Matty Burton, but Tyrone May, I'm just not sure whether he's, I know he, he's played in the halves previously, but I just feel like he's he's just grown out of that now. You know, I'd have him in the back row or as that utility. I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't go with um with Kurt Falls um, in, from the lower grades. They just re-signed him, but obviously Ivan's putting a bit of faith into into Tyrone May. So, mm. um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think a lot of the play will be Matt Burton. We saw that a couple of years ago when, when uh, Cleary and Luai were, one of them was injured and one went on origin duty and 
um, Burton really stepped up and mm. um, had an enormous game. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. Like, Penrith have, are the favourites for the game, but, you know, Tigers are nearly full strength. So, I mean, I think the pressure's on the Tigers. But then you look at that Penrith lineup and it's it's not a bad, you know, depleted Panther side either. So, it should be an interesting contest. Yeah, well, they get Dylan Edwards back from injury, which allows Stephen Crichton to return to the centres. That whole back five is is still really strong. Um, Crichton to the centres means Matt Burton obviously goes into the halves as well. I'm a bit surprised you've got Burton in the six and May in the seven. I, I dare say we'll see Burton probably doing most of the kicking and calling a lot of the shots. May probably more of that big body style ball playing forward, you know, the Wade Graham, Greg Bird style of 5'8", rather than your, you know, game managing Um halfback and then a little bit unlucky for them to lose Abby Coruscant who's not even probably playing for New South Wales but is the 18th man but Mitch Kenny we've already seen this year do a great job when Appy was out with that wrist injury um, as well and then you know forward pack Fisher Harris, Filiami Kikau, Spencer Lenny and Matt Eisenhuth like it's they're missing a lot of players but there's not a lot of weak spots especially in that starting 13. Yeah, I think their back row will be key. Obviously, James Fisher-Harris up front, you know, you can't question his his efforts and what he can do. But then you like Spencer Lenu hasn't really played a lot of, had a lot of game time in mm. in recent months. Um, Matty Eisen, who's Scotty Sorensen, only get on the field for, you know, 30, 40 minutes a game. So it's whether they can lift their motors a little bit this week and play on a little bit longer because you have got, you know, Hopgood, Smith and Targa that have one first grade game between them. Jamin Salmon's only played a couple, I think, at, at Parramatta. So... Um, yeah, that, that'll probably be where the Tigers have that advantage is that bench coming on in that second stint. And um, and that's probably where it would be won and lost because that starting side, as you say, it's um, it'll easily match the, the Tigers in the in the front row and in the back row. That's an enormous bench for uh, West Tigers. Stefano Utoi Kamanu coming back after a, a stint in, in Reggie's. Tom McHaley, who's been in good form this year. Tom Amorne, who only made his club debut recently, but a, a middle with a really good real good work rate. And then um, Sean Bloor is a, quite a, you know, a good sized back rower who uh, missed the start of the year through injury. So not a lot of utility value there for West, but a lot of uh, strength and, and size. Yeah. Like we usually see, you know, a lot of clubs will play an outside back on the bench just in case something happens. If there's an injury there though, you, you probably expect someone like Moses Embi to switch to wherever. And then, um, you know, Sean Bloor to, to play in the back line in the centers or, or even at 5-8 if they got really desperate. So, yeah, obviously Tigers are going for a bit of a power game um, this week if, if match sticks with that same 17. And, um, yeah, I think this, this is a game, you know, we saw it against the Cowboys a couple of months ago when they when they dropped it at Leichhardt. Like, this is a game that they're expected to really put in. It's at home. It's against, you know, their enemy, really. They've had some fiery battles with the, the Panthers in the past couple mm. of years. And um, coming off that win last week, you know, a lot of people expecting them to sort of kick on. But I think Penrith favouritism is because of what they've done to start the season. But I think Tigers are very much in this game. Well, I mean, other than obviously Ivan Cleary, who um, is obviously a little bit of bad blood when he left the, the Tigers to go back to Penrith, how many players are up against their former club? I mean, Dane Laurie uh, left the, the Panthers to go to the Tigers. You know, James Roberts was at the Panthers way back in the day. Um, you know, Matt Eisen, who's gone from one to the other. James Tamo was Penrith captain. Um, last Rob year. Jennings, yeah, Rob Jennings, Yeah, there's heaps. Um, so there'd be plenty of, uh, I'm sure they're all mates and, and so on, but yeah, there'd be plenty of feeling in this one. Yeah, Matty Eisenhut, I remember talking to him in the preseason mm. and and he was, you know, basically saying as soon as he got to Penrith, he, he just felt obviously it's a, a much more winning 
culture, they'll come off a grand final um, appearance. So, um, but I know that that sort of rattled rattled a few, especially the Tigers fans. So I'm expecting a few boos for him at like on overall <laughs> on Friday night, which I'm sure he doesn't mind. But um, mm. but yeah, it's a rivalry that's grown over the last couple of years because of Ivan's expectations for the Panthers. Um, we all remember the the blowing of the kiss, you know, yep. that, that happened in their last game. So um, yeah, there'll be no love lost, I don't reckon, between these two teams on Friday night. Yeah, you're right, Matty Eisenhut certainly did uh, set fire to that bridge behind him on his on his way out. Um, finishes off with the tip. I went with Penrith, but with absolutely no confidence. Yeah, it's such a hard one to know how it's going to pan out. Um, but yeah, I've gone for, for Penrith as well. Is still even with the, the players out, a lot of quality and a, a really good system. But um, yeah, certainly don't write the uh, the Tigers off, especially at uh, Leichhardt Oval. Not that they win that much at Leichhardt in, in recent years, but um, they do get a lift out of it. Anyway, Saturday footy, the Storm and the Titans uh, up there on the sunny coast where the Storm are based at the moment. Storm, as you expect, during origin time, missing uh, plenty of uh, cattle. Josh Adokar, Felice Kafusi, um, you know, Christian Welch, plenty of, uh, of big names into the um, the respective origin camps. Um, but as we've seen all year with the Storm, it doesn't really seem to affect them too much. Yeah, like a lot of chat's been about Penrith losing, you know, eight players this week, but Melbourne have been doing that for a few years, haven't they? Like they had a lot more cavalry usually heading off to origin, whereas now they're dealing with a bit of origin, a bit of injuries. So, um, yeah, I mean, the good thing, the thing that I like about the Storm is that they've been able to handle all this stuff already for the past month or, or two even. Like, they've had a lot of ins and outs. You know, Ryan Pabenhausen's, um had his injury woes and and especially in the spine, like, they've been able to just sort of manage and, and kick on. So, um, you know what you're going to get with with Melbourne. doesn't matter who Craig Bellamy puts in those positions. Um, they're going to compete. And, um, you know, you look at that four-pack, it's, it's a lot of Kiwi boys there. You know, they, they've all won premierships. So they all know what they're doing. So... Dale Finucane was another one for me. He's always been like a forgotten guy, you know, with origin. Like, he never put a foot wrong, you know, during the past couple of origin series. And there he is in the 13 jersey for, for the Storm. So it's kind of like, you know, Blue's loss is, is Melbourne's gain in this instance. Well, yeah, just such a delayed start to the season. What was it seven or eight games that he missed? He's obviously, you know, such a, a reliable and consistent guy that you, you wouldn't know it from the way that he's playing. But, you know, everyone else coming in just with, you know, 12 rounds of match fitness behind them, he's sort of been coming off the bench a fair bit for, for Melbourne. So that's probably counted against him at the uh, at the selection table. Um, Titans, not so much accustomed to um, having a, a big origin contingent, but David Fafida, Mo Fodawaka, Tino Fasua Malaawi, uh, AJ Brimson, all um, in origin, plus uh, both Fermor goes out with a, uh, a hamstring strain. So quite a few new faces around for uh, the Titans, Sam McIntyre gets the starting 13 jersey. Jaden Campbell, son of club legend Preston, uh, makes his uh, NRL debut at the back, I believe, the first father-son combo for the Gold Coast Titans. So he'll be an exciting one to watch. Um, what are you expecting from them this week? You just don't know with the Titans, do you? Like last week, <laughs> I tipped them up in Coffs Harbour and, you know, with their with their big-name players. And, um, you know, they, they were absolutely awful. It, there was no, no other words for it. So... I think, you know, if they were coming off a win going into this game against Melbourne, um, they obviously have a lot more confidence than what they probably do now. Um, but, yeah, you, as I said, you just don't know what you're going to get. Um, I think, you know, Ash Taylor, Jamal Fogarty, they're, they're decent halves and they've been around a little while now um, as a combination. But, um, 
you just you just need those those players to lift. They've obviously been depleted with those players you mentioned going off to Origin, but now it's a case of all right, who else is going to step up and and do a job? You look at a guy like Jared Wallace, um, Kevin Proctor. They're probably and Mitch Rain, the only real senior players left um, with Tyron Peach coming off the bench. So um, you need big performances from those guys, and then a couple of these young kids to uh, to shine as well. Yeah, I, uh, I can't disagree with any of that. They're, they're been quite disappointing since a reasonably bright start to the year. That Sharks game, I thought, was probably their most disappointing of the year. I'm not, Sharks played really well, but given where the Sharks are on the ladder, to, to lose by that big of a margin to a team below them, was it 38 to 10, I think, in the end? it's um, Yeah, their, their defence has just been leaking huge points consistently week to week. Yeah, they'd love to attack. I think, yeah, Jamie Sowell's called them immature, and ever since then, I've watched them a lot more closely, and yeah, that's where they're at. They they love to attack, don't like to defend, um, and you know that that will cost them in the in the long run. They won't get too far with that sort of um, style. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Um, all right, who are you tipping in this one? Went with Melbourne on this one. Yeah, I think they even with the outs, I think they might do it pretty comfortably. Um, final game of the round up there in the Hunter on Sunday afternoon. The Knights up against the uh, Parramatta Eels. Um, not a huge origin impact on uh, these two clubs. Tyson Frizzell was going to be in Blues camp, but rolled his ankle. But he's out for the Knights either way. Uh, Daniel Sofidi is in Blues camp. Uh, David Clemmer is suspended. Um, obviously, there's sort of been some pretty constant reshuffling uh, in the back line for for Newcastle due to injury. Still no Callum. Ponga, who um, has now been withdrawn from Maroon's camp, but would have been away from Newcastle either way if he had overcome overcome that um, that groin strain. What are you expecting from the boys in the uh, red and blue? Well, I was very surprised by the result last week. You know, I think 12-10 it was for about 40 minutes. My heart was just yeah. racing the whole time. Um, no, nah, but it, it was obviously, you know, a really good win against, against the Seagulls, the, the arch rivals, and um, it's just an effort. It was just a game built on effort. Like obviously, the Knights are lacking the polish in attack, right? Like, you watch them and they had so many more sets than, than Manly and just could not score any points. So, um, if they put in another effort, you know, like that in terms of that, um, you know, just that wanting – the willingness to defend and then and then um, even just, just try and throw some things around in attack, then you never know. But, again, I think against the Parasite that, yeah, they haven't got Ferguson or Junior Polo, but, geez, they – they still are a pretty good side and they're coming off two wins. Uh, sorry, two losses. So they're going to be pretty fired up. Um, yeah, it's. I think Jake Clifford comes in. I don't know whether he will come off the bench, but I think you've got to throw him in at this stage because um, I just look at that that side and it's it's very inexperienced without, um, you know, Safidi, Clemmer, Frizzell, Ponga. I think it's about $4 million worth of talents missing on the sidelines this week for them. So... Um, yeah, pretty good for their, their depth to, to just have a run around and hopefully make it close. Yeah, that uh, that win against Manly, that whole second half, I don't know if it reached any sort of great heights in terms of quality rugby league, but I is completely uninvested in the result. Um, just on the edge of my seat, it was just really, really tense the whole time. You could just feel the desperation and the determination from from both teams, and it was sort of who who blinks first. And I mean, credit to Newcastle, they were able to, to hold on and, and grind that one out. But yeah, I mean, three of their their best players in that game were Clemens, Sofidi and Frizzell, who will go out of the, the forward pack this week. The other guy who I thought was one of their best, if not 
their actual best was Connor Watson, who had to go from, you know, a lock forward role to start the game in the halves, um, then had to sort of go back to, to fullback as well, sort of Mr. Fixit as he as he's always been, just, um, yeah, a fantastic game, I thought, from from Connor Watson. Listed to start in the six um, this week. Not sure, like you said, what happens with uh, with Jake Clifford and what that does for Watson. But uh, regardless, he's going to be a um, yeah, a key man for them. Always had to have a little laugh at the start of the season because, you know, Adam O'Brien goes, I want him playing in that 13 role, roaming around like Brandon Smith. And by the end of the season, he's played in – 30 other positions, you know, he just, because <laughs> the, the injuries just happened and then he's all over the shop. So now he's in the house. He's just an energizer buddy. And, um, and I spoke to him, spoke to him last week, even about his future, you know, cause he's off contract this year. And um, I'd be, I'd be trying to tie him up for a while. You know, he's just one of those guys that and he's Newcastle through and through. Um, I've noticed this year in particular, he's, he's setting up a lot more tries. Like there was, there was a couple there last year. I think it was where, he creates something, but it might be like a last pass was forward or, you know, the pass wasn't accurate enough and it would fall on the floor. Whereas this time he's actually nailing his passes and nailing that aspect of the game and setting up a few tries. So, um, yeah, great player. And, and he's a massive key um, against this Eels side this weekend. Um, 2001 as well, the 20-year anniversary, they're all celebrating it. Um, so that's another reason for the side to, side to lift. All the old boys are going to be there. You know oh, all good. about that that oh, season. Good. Yeah, I don't recall <laughs> what happened. Was there a grand final? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to change the subject. Uh, Jack Johns, is this his uh, his club debut for Newcastle? Sure is. Yep. Yeah, because um, yeah, we obviously saw him last year against uh, with South. Wayne picked him, and he's uh, he's been on development contract at the Knights since then. And um, obviously, with all the injuries, he's been called into the side. So. Another John's playing with Newcastle. How good. Absolutely. How good. Outstanding. Uh, Parramatta Eels, they've been diabolical the past fortnight. Um, Blake Ferguson, I believe, uh, not injured, just not selected. Uh, Brad Arthur's lost patience. Um, certainly his combination with Wonga Blake two weeks ago was not going too well. Um, they moved Wonga Blake around last week and uh, that right side that, that Ferguson oh, oh. still the, the channel that uh, conceded all the oh, points. Uh, Hayes Dunster comes in for him. Regan Campbell-Gillard back from suspension. I think Dylan Brown, um, if you crunch the numbers, Dylan Brown is the best defensive half in the NRL by yeah. just, you know, tackle effectiveness and, you know, not conceding line breaks. So I think, you know, no disrespect to Jake Arthur, who's come into a bit of a, a disrupted edge um, and he's only a teenager himself. But I think Dylan Brown, even just in defence, is going to be a huge in for Parramatta. Yeah, I thought the first week when Jake Arthur made his debut, you know, Magic Round, we all thought, oh, you know, this kid, how good we can um, sort of get through the next couple of weeks um, without Dylan Brown. But the, the more it sort of went on over the last couple of weeks against, you know, two decent teams, um, they sort of targeted him a little bit. And, um, you know, as you say, it's not a reflection of, of him. He's only starting out in his career, but you did see the importance of Dylan Brown and how much of an impact he's made on this Eagles side, you know, in the last couple of years since he's come into first grade. So, and just what he does with Mitch Moses, he, he's just taken that pressure off. You know, he's got a running game and, um, you know, I think he, the talk out there as well is a lot different. I remember Mitch, you know, talking to us about um, just how much he sort of keeps Mitch calm and, and keeps him to his own job. So, um, yeah, massive in for them. And I think, you know, he'll, he'll be obviously burning as well, the way that he 
he copped that three-game suspension um, mm. with the Drew Hutchinson incident. Um, I'm expecting him to, to be fresh and, and bounce back. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's come out this week in the media and expressed his his regret for the way that the uh, the tackle uh, unfolded. We've got um Radanir Kore starting in the front row uh, with Junior Paulo in, in Blues camp, a guy who filled in at centre quite admirably when Wanga Blake was out with that uh, calf strain earlier in the year. It's a bit of a um, switch in, in job description, but um Brad Arthur's been non- nothing but complimentary about you know, Nyakore and his, his influence on the team and, and what he's like to coach. He's one of those guys that just always sort of gets on with it and, you know, will do whatever's asked of him. Yeah, he's the go-to man. There's there's a couple of players like that, isn't there, in the NRL where you just throw him in any position and, you know, that they're going to do that job. And, and he's, uh, you know, he's built for the front row. He's obviously probably a bit more leaner, but he can definitely do a job. And these days, you know, there's not much difference between the prop and the, and the, the back rower. So, mm. um yeah, he's a very reliable guy, and I'm um, not sure about Reed Marnie yet whether he's going to be available. Yeah. But it, yeah, if he's in, like that's another massive boost for for the Eels. I was about to mention that actually because there was sort of the, the Eels named him, which they're allowed to do because he's not. I think he was jersey 19 officially for for Queensland. So because he's not in the starting 17 or 18th man, Eels are allowed to name him. Obviously, they're going to name him because if he does get released from the Maroons, they haven't named him. They can't play him. So um, you got to name him. To, to be able to use him, but I think they're still unsure about what's going to happen. Obviously, Pong has been ruled out, which I think the the reshuffle there is um, Val Holmes to fullback and Cole Felt in on the wing, but there's still probably a little bit of a question mark over a, a few guys, including Brimson, plus I think um, Munster, Harry Grant's hamstring. There's, there's a few guys that haven't played a lot of footy, so I'm not sure yet if uh, Mun is going to be in or out of that 18 for, for Queensland, but will be a, a huge in for Parramatta if he plays. Yeah, because I think we've we've been through this in the past with the Eels. Like, if he does go down, they, they haven't got many. Um, Joey Lussick, he usually plays hooker, doesn't he? Oh, no, he's a yeah. forward. Lussick, he's a yeah. Bit, no, of, he's bit a, of both. He's a rake, yeah, for sure. I mean, he'll be yeah. the starting uh, hooker if, if Marnie's out, but they've he's currently 18th man. Will Smith makes his comeback from a, a thumb injury, and he's uh, a bit of a live wire dummy half uh, when asked to be as well. I don't think he's your, your starting hooker, but... I think mm. if Reed goes out, Lassie will go from 18th man to starting hooker and uh, Will Smith will just give him some some cover during the game. Yeah, it's one of those things because he never gets injured. You don't really need a backup hooker and then suddenly now, you know, you do. I think that was Brad's big thing over the off-season was trying to get a bit more depth in that, that number nine jersey. Um, so, yeah, hopefully... Whatever way, I felt a bit sorry for him because Para had earlier in the week announced, you know, he's going to be making his debut for Queensland and without yeah. knowing that he was, you know, only in the squad, not necessarily the 1-17. to So, um, yeah, either way, I think he's going to be playing Origin very soon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's all four games. We might as well have a bit of a chat about Origin because I'm not sure if next week's preview is going to be up in time to include a lot of Origin talk. But um, at this early stage of the week, we've got a pretty good idea what both 17s are going to be other than a, a couple of little question marks around fitness for a couple of Maroons players. Um, I mean, have you, you talked to the Blues at all this week? You've been out to, to camp, seen any training? Yeah, I went on Monday to uh, just like that little media morning with their team photo and um, spoke to a couple of the Penrith debutants, Ryan To'o, Jerome Luai, Liam Martin. Um, you know, it's it's cool to see that many Penrith players in that, in that um, squad because they all deserve it and you know, talk about combinations in origin and, and these guys have got it. Um, I'm just hoping that, you know, they're not overawed by the occasion and just get straight into what's worked for them um, at club level because, you know, it will be very effective against against this Queensland side. 
um, yeah, Daniel Safidi was actually a really interesting chat because, you know, he pretty much just admitted that um, they lost that series last year um, at, in Adelaide at halftime. They were leading 10-0, lost it in the second half, and, and that pretty much set up the series. Um, it was all sort of a massive task for the, the Blues to bounce back. So just just sort of, you know, confirming that the opening game of the series is just absolutely crucial to what, what happens down the track. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you talk about the Penrith players. I've said this a couple of times, but uh, the two selections that I think were most important for for Brad Fittler were Jerome Lewis at six and Isaiah Yo at thirteen. Just the those two, their their combination with Nathan Cleary, the the form that they're in, the you know the the work they do around the ruck. You know, Isaiah Yo sort of got that twin role of being a guy who's really really good at the the grunt work. You know, gets through a lot of tackles and, and misses almost none, and you know, really good sort of ball runner and uh, makes plenty of metres per carry, but he also has that sort of linking role, that supporting ball playing role, a lot of first receiver, sort of a bit of decision making around which side of the, the ruck to go to. I think just take, you know, plug and play, just pick up that whole combo from from Penrith, what they're doing so well, and put it into origin, I think's a, a masterstroke. Yeah, 100%. And, um, you know, Yo is the type that just, you know, could be, the game could be just in the balance or nothing doing, and suddenly he's just got that really um, cool knack of making something happen and having a bit of a run and getting the team on the front foot. Obviously, Freddie's gone for guys like him, you know, Jake Javoyevich, Cameron Murray, who can also, you know, ball play and, and really sort of test these Queenslanders who, um, you know, a couple of them have that, but not necessarily either. They're more just, you know, bash and barge sort of players. So um, Freddie's gone for a fast game and I think, you know, that will work. But at the same time, you know, there's a lot of size about this Queensland side. Yeah, I did it. it was on a podcast with uh, Jamie Soward on Sunday talking about the team and he reckons Payne Haas to start and Jake Travojevich to come off the bench. I don't know if that's what Brad Fittler's thinking, but I really like it. I think Payne Haas just, you know, we've seen that the size of the, you know, the, the motor he's got and the work that he gets through the, you know, his carries, that sort of thing. I think he's perfectly suited to those early salvos. And then, um, you know, Jake Travojevich with a little bit of finesse and ball playing, bring him on after 2025 and just leave him in the middle for the, the rest of the game and, and, do his thing around the middle of the ruck, I think could be a, a huge threat as the game wears on. I think either way, and looking at the benches, um, you know, Jaden Suar, Mo Fodawaka and Joe Offahengawi, who obviously dropped from South, what, 10 days ago. Offahengawi probably hasn't had his best season at the Tigers, even though he's coming off that, um, the dismal sort of Broncos effort last year. And Mo Fodawaka has been coming off the bench himself, probably just not adding as much impact as we've seen in recent years. So, I think that's probably where the Blues have a bit of an edge is, you know, Junior Paulo, uh, Payne Haas, if he does, or Jake Trevojevic, if, if they swap, and Liam Martin, and then obviously Jack White. And, um, I think that's where the edge is for the Blues. And um, in that second stint, it will be really interesting coming up to halftime and then after halftime. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I don't. I actually think the Queensland bench is pretty good. I think if, assuming Brimson's knee is okay, he's a guy who, you know, I guess he's, paired up against Jack White and in terms of the utility role, White and more that sort of, you know, big body, um, you know, hard carry style, whereas Brimson's more that evasive runner, you know, real fast sort of getting into gaps and that sort of thing. I think he could be pretty lethal in the last sort of 10 minutes of, of both halves. And then Mo Fodawaker, I think his last fortnight or so, he's really turned a corner. That Canterbury game probably turned him around and his, his impact sort of gone Um gone right up so yeah I think Blues I'll probably give the edge to on the bench a little bit but I think Queensland will still uh, get plenty when those um, interchange players do start to come on 
Yeah, well, as opposed to the Queensland starting four pack, I mean, that's pretty powerful. Like, if they do their job, then the bench, you know, won't have to do much really at all. They'll just, you know, do 30 minutes and then bring the other bop, big boppers back on. I think Felice Cavusi um, getting off that tripping charge is massive. And, um, yeah, I just, I'd hate to be marked up against Dave Fafita and, and Big Tino. You know, it's just going to be a nightmare. Looking at Cameron Murray and Tarek Sims, are they going to be tasked with that job? And, um, yeah, that's where the Maroons have the edge, I reckon, in that starting four pack. Well, yeah, like you say, those guys are, are you know really going to make it uh, a mission to to target the the smaller players on the Blues uh, edges as much as they can. Um, anyway, that is all for uh, Telstra Premiership games around thirteen. A quick look ahead to Origin. Our thanks once again to, once again to uh, West Tigers Luke Garner for joining us, Alicia. Thank you as always for your insights. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back this time next week. Mm-hmm.